Hollywood sure is a tough business. One minute, you're in Shazam. The next, you're in Monster Hunter. But since Hollywood is such a tough business, I'm sure there are some actors who are saying, I wish I was in Monster Hunter. Now, I think the thing we all want to know most about this movie is what was so insulting that China pulled it from theaters opening day. I don't believe they've cut it from the film where it's being released everywhere else. Uh, maybe they have, because having now seen the film, I don't see any blatant offense. I'm not like, oh boy, that was it. Did anyone check on China? Woo! But I did feel that Mila Jovovich getting upset with Tony Jaw and calling him you little, you know, referencing his size, was not cool. And I felt that Jaw's entire role was not cool, to be honest with you. I mean, I looked it up. Tony Jaw speaks English. He's from Thailand, but he speaks English. He can even do interviews in English without a translator. So to have him play a character who doesn't speak English when Ron Perlman's character in the same world does is not a great look for Jaw to have him having to play that role in the group. And it also, not only is it not only good, it's not only insulting to ja, Tony Jaw, but it also really slows down the story of the film. I mean, Tony Jaw is a superstar in Asia. He deserves better than this. I, I also think, I think, I think outsider societies deserve better than this. I was just talking about this the other day when I reviewed the latest episode of The Mandalorian. I think the depiction of outsider societies as primitive is something that Hollywood needs to change. The technology, cultures, and experiences might be different. Uh, you know, think of about even old photographs. I mean, I think if you really take a good look at old photographs or this new trend that Peter Jackson did of speeding up old footage, you can see that people of previous decades or even, you know, whenever we, you know, I think we haven't been able to record anyone from previous centuries. I think in still photos you have, but still, you can see that they're exactly the same as we are. They just live in a different world, again, with different technology and, you know, things around them. And I find that fascinating. So you shouldn't look back in the past and say, you know, our ancestors were primitive or outsider societies are primitive. I think these, all of these things have personal dignity, which is, you know, referencing Wonder Woman 1984, which is one of the things I like so much about depicting Steve Trevor as a man out of time. He very much retained his dignity. Uh, there, by the way, I have, I just want to put it in here. There are some great, because some of you might be like, because I, I, I talked about this in The Mandalorian, some of you thought, a few of you, a small number of you, small but vocal, felt it was silly. But there are some great Native American wisdom out there from the time of the settle of, you know, when, you know, the settlers came to North America. Uh, one of my favorites is that a settler wanted, wanted something and asked the chief of the tribe he was dealing with why the chief couldn't just make his people do what the settler wanted. And the chief was like, because then they won't let me be chief anymore, duh. And I thought that was just fantastic. And I think it really speaks, again, to the personal dignity um, and I think, you know, just being like everyone else of not just the chief, but his people. I mean, some, some there are com commonalities that I didn't see depicted here, which I found frustrating. I mean, there is a scene where Mila Jovovich shares a Hershey bar with Tony Jaw, and it comes like, it feels like it's right out of classic Hollywood in a bad way. I mean, I'm like, why does he tear into the Hershey bar like that and eat it like, like, you know, gets it all in his face and stuff like that? I mean, it's like, he didn't seem that hungry to me, and I, I, mean, I don't know. I just didn't think it was good. Although I did wonder how much Hershey paid for that product placement. And also, to be fair, it did make me want a Hershey bar. I was both offended 
and tempted. All right, so anyway, I'd also like Mila Jovovich's weapons. I thought those were cool. Her fire swords that light themselves, freaking awesome. And she had this crossbow slash grappling hook wrist device that was not only cool, but I felt very effective. Sometimes she would fly through the air like Batman, and it made me not only uh, like it here, but better understand Batman's use of a grappling hook. So I thought that was cool. If only the movie was as well-designed as her weapons. The beginning is not bad, say the first 30 minutes, with a lot of action, some stylish direction, and a shockingly high death count. I was shocked. It's also cool to see Jovovich as a woman commanding a military unit that admires and respects her. I thought that was nice. And it must, by the way, it must be so frustrating for Milia Jovovich that she hasn't been able to get cast in a Marvel or DC project yet, considering how good she is with action. I think maybe she might have, like, hurt her reputation with these movies that she makes with her husband. But, I mean, again, she's got to work. What do you want from her? I think she does have a lot of fans, and I think she's very good. I think she's good with action. I think she's a solid actress. She looks fantastic here. The whole film looks great. Very nice cinematography. But you know what doesn't look great? The monsters, who are way too CGI. Many times I felt like saying, hey guys, don't worry, these monsters aren't real. But then they killed someone, quite viciously. The rest of the cast is fine, but two-thirds of the movie is just Mila Jovovich and Tony Jaa. Which, pro- which probably made it pretty cost-effective as just a two-hander. I mean, it did. It only cost them $60 million to make, which is, you can really see, when, tell when you watch the movie. Not only because of the way the scenes are set up, you know, it's very minimalist, but then also, that also will probably explain why the CGI and the monsters is so, ba- is so bad. That's all they could afford! But the, I, what I really can't forgive the film for is that its, fil- its story is just so flimsy. Really flimsy. About halfway through the movie, I became angry that I had to watch it. And ironically, tonally, it feels like a foreign film trying to be a Hollywood film. Only again, to get thrown, ironically, to get thrown out of the biggest foreign market, even though it made all that effort to appeal to it. This is nowhere near the level of Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil films. And some of you might quip that they're not very high level either, but you know, they certainly have their fans. They made a lot of them for a reason, and they've almost single-handedly, that franchise has kept Mila Jovovich and uh, Paul W.S. Anderson working. Uh, Those are fully realized stories, and they, you know, they're guilty pleasure. They're fun. This is more like they got hired to do a Monster Hunter movie based on the video game, and they could never crack what the movie should be. And this this was the best attempt they could put out there. There is a strong tease at the end for a sequel, but really, there's nothing here. I don't see any reason to continue it. We'll see how it does at the box office, but I would suspect, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes score, which I'll be contributing to momentarily, is higher than I would have suspected. So, I don't know, maybe some of you will enjoy it, but I thought it was just, you know, there, it was just, there was just nothing here. So that's my review of Monster Hunter hitting theaters in the United States exclusively. It will not be available on streaming until, you know, uh, the usual window. But it's hitting uh, U.S. theaters exclusively this Friday. So share your thoughts down below. Subscribe today. And of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now. 